Rev it up and welcome to Cars Yeah, show number 1918. This week we're celebrating the Chattanooga Motor Car Festival that takes place October 15th, 16th, and 17th. This wonderful event includes the West Village Road Rally, the Pace Grand Prix, that's right, vintage racing at the Bend, and a Concorde Elegance. To learn more, go to ChattanoogaMotorCar.com. This is Cars Yeah, where you'll enjoy interviews with inspiring automotive enthusiasts. Mark Green is here to provide you with a fuel injection of automotive inspiration. So get in, sit down, buckle up, and get ready for a wild ride here on Cars Yeah. Hello, inspiring automotive enthusiasts, and welcome to Cars Yeah. Today I'm in Cashiers, North Carolina, with a very special guest by the name of Dick York. Dick, welcome to Cars Yeah. Do you have any gear, and are you ready to release the clutch? I think we're ready to go. I think so. Something you're probably always ready to do. Now, before I give you a proper introduction and we dive into talking about this wonderful event, the Chattanooga Motor Car Festival, what's one little thing, Dick, that most people may not know about you? Oh, boy, that's tough to answer. (laughs) Um, I guess I would answer that in terms of the thing people like to know about or most (laughs) ask me is is flying airplanes off, jet airplanes off an aircraft carrier. You know, this is pretty cool, and I want to thank you for your service. You were a uh, naval aviator that flew F-4s, right? That's correct. Yeah, pretty cool. During the Vietnam War, correct? That's right. Yeah, absolutely. My my late father-in-law had three terms, three terms. Three tours of service, they might have been terms, uh, in Vietnam. Uh, he was the Marine Corps, so uh, kind of part of the Navy. He was a wonderful man and uh, a great person to have as a second father for me for many, many years. He served for 35 years. Let me ask you this. When it comes to flying jets off carriers, what's one interesting thing about that prospect? Because I had a friend who flew for the Marine Corps, and he flew off carriers, and he told me some pretty hair-raising stories. I, I guess uh, in connecting it with the car business, mm-hmm. uh, having raced on the track, what they talk about when you fly airplanes pretty fast is getting an expression called getting behind the airplane. Mm. And they don't mean that physically. They mean that mentally. Yes. Since yeah. you really have to think ahead of things. And you can really, once you develop that skill, you can really apply that to driving cars on a track. Because of the same principles apply. Yeah, staying ahead of the game, I guess, by being behind it, <laughs> if you will. Right. Yeah, I have two pilots that live on the street I live on, and we only have nine homes on this street. Uh, one is uh, flying for uh, uh, Alaska Airlines, and the other flew for American Airlines for years, but he was a uh, uh, in the Air Force and flew those big, heavy planes that carried uh, equipment and troops and so forth. And he's used that same term. We'll sit on his deck in the mornings and have coffee together, and he'll tell me stories about when he was flying in very much the same term. But you flew those very cool planes uh, that everybody dreams about flying uh, so Thank you again for your service. That's very, very great. Let me give you a proper introduction, and we will talk about the Chattanooga Motor Car Festival. Dick York is an event advisor for the Chattanooga Motor Car Festival. He first got interested in cars going to Lime Rock way back in the 50s and early 60s in his mother's Austin Healey 106. Ah, that's one of my favorite old cars. After attending Monterey Car Week in 2005, Dick purchased a Ferrari 355 and driving it on the racetrack was something he loved to do. He showed the car at the Cavallino event, another wonderful 
event around Ferraris and the Ferrari Nationals, where it won Platinum, the Copa Bella Machina Award, and the National Ferrari Award Copa GT, given for driving excellence. He's been vintage racing for about 12 years, mainly in his HSR, in with HSR, I should say, in a BMW CSL. If you go to his show notes page, you'll see a picture of that car. It is very cool. And a Ferrari 360. 360 Challenge car and a BMW E46 M3. We share something, Dick. I've got one of those as well. Dick won a Class B2 at the Classic Daytona 24 uh, in 2015. And of course, that need for speed probably derived from flying those F4s off carriers uh, way back when. We'll be back in just a minute to learn more about Dick and the Chattanooga event, but keep your seatbelts on. We're going to talk to our sponsors real quickly. We'll be right back. Covercraft's newest five-layer indoor cover is especially engineered for indoor use, providing maximum dust protection when your vehicle's stored in the garage. Your five-layer indoor cover is custom-tailored with Covercraft's attention to detail, form, and fit with the quality and attention to detail that's been their standard since 1965. Even if your vehicle is always inside, dust and fallout can damage the paint, and an extra layer of soft, Breathable material protects from accidental bumps and rubs. Covercraft protects cars, trucks, motorcycles, RVs, trailers, and watercraft too. Every one of my vehicles is protected with a Covercraft cover, custom fit to fit the car like a glove. And I have a deal for you. If you use the code YEAH21 at Covercraft.com, you'll get 10% off your order plus free shipping. That's right, 10% off and free shipping. Simply use the code YEAH, Y-E-A-H-2-1, at checkout. Covercraft, protecting the things that move you. I was tired of my rates for my collector car insurance going up every year for no explainable reason. My carrier seemed to be turning into a media company versus an insurance company, and I realized that a portion of my policy premium was paying for all those so-called free media goodies. So I did my homework, I talked to knowledgeable collectors, shopped around, and discovered American Collectors Insurance. They've been serving the collector car hobby since 1976. You last that long by properly serving your customers' insurance need, not with a lot of fluff. ACI is ranked the number one online collector car insurance provider, according to Google, Trustpilot, Facebook, and they offer their real person guarantee live support. No never-ending phone loops when you need help. Plus, because you don't use your classic car as a daily driver, you could save up to 40% compared to regular auto insurance. American Collectors Insurance provides agreed value policies. So if you experience a total loss to your collector vehicle or it's stolen, you'll be paid the amount listed on your declaration page, less any deductibles, of course. No ifs, ands, or buts. Give them a call today and ask for your free quote at 866-A-C-I-Y-E-A-H. That's 866-224-9324. Tell them you're a friend of mine, Mark Greens, at Cars Yeah. American Collectors Insurance, classic car insurance designed by collectors for collectors. All right, Dick, so uh, we're going to go a little deeper into the corner, something I think you like to do because you're a guy that likes to get on the track. I'd love for you to talk a little bit more about your involvement with driving on the track, these wonderful cars that you drive, Ferraris, uh, the BMW that you drive, the E46, and then we're going to kind of evolve that into the Chattanooga Motor Car Festival and your activities involved in that event. But let's first go to the track because that sounds like something you love to do. 
Yeah, it is. I mean, that's uh, when I started out buying this 1998 355 Ferrari. I started out driving it on the track, took it to some Ferrari service people, and what they said was, hey, this thing's in pretty good shape. And so I didn't know that. It just was a car to me. So that's when I started showing it. And as you mentioned, the Cavallino Awards were kind of surprising. And it turns out the thing was in pretty good shape. So it it has won about everything that that car could win, um, which kind of leads into my thoughts for the Chattanooga Motor Car Festival in that when you have a car like that, it becomes valuable after you show it so much. And this car has in fact, probably become a little bit of a trailer queen. Mm. You know, I get a little nervous driving it mm-hmm. because especially mm-hmm. in Florida, uh, when you just see uh, some little gray hair drive, <laughs> <laughs> driving around, uh, you want to stay out of the way. So that gave me the idea of at the Chattanooga Motor Car Festival of maybe we could recruit some people that have cars that have shown it and maybe get a little tired of showing and bring their cars and do something with them. So that's where the genesis of the idea of grabbing a bunch of really neat uh, Ferraris for Chattanooga. You know, you touched on a couple interesting things. One is I'm I'm pretty impressed that you had a car that you took to the track and then end up taking to Concours events because usually there's one or the other. There's a track car that kind of gets beat up or there's a show car or a car that you like to drive once in a while. But the fact that you did both is pretty darn cool. That is a testament to the care you gave the car, but you were also out there using it as it was designed because a lot of these cars that end up in the garage, it's the worst thing for them and things start to kind of go the wayside, right? Yeah, that's interesting because the people who were taking care of it at the time, which was a Ferrari dealership in Orlando, after driving down the track, I'd take it back to them and he said, they would tell me, hey, this runs better than ever, (laughs) which I, because that's what they're supposed to do is uh, go flat out on the track. Absolutely. Well, it's an important thing, and uh, we hear that all the time, is get out and drive your car. And when they sit around, they just deteriorate, and things dry up, and things don't work so well. Absolutely. And you think about what's happened over the last 18 months with uh, COVID. A lot of people aren't driving their cars very much, or even their daily drivers, and it's just not good for them. Uh, so get out and drive. Let's talk about the Chattanooga Motor Car Festival. First and foremost, what is your involvement with this event? Well, first of all, I I need to mention the kind of the founder of it, a man named Byron DeFore, who's become a friend mainly through HSR Vintage Racing. I've known him for 10 or 12 years, and uh, Byron's the, he's, he's the consummate entrepreneur, and he's the kind of person that if you show him a swimming pool, he dives immediately into the deep end. And um, that's his characteristic. And I guess the, the best example of that is he'd been finished racing for a while, and somebody happened to mention to him, say, you're pretty good. So the next thing he does is go out and buy an IMSA DP car oh and go ro- run with the professionals for five years. Wow. So. That's Byron jumping into the deep end. That's also the characteristic of how he's approaching this uh, car festival he's putting together. And uh, he did it in 2019. It was very successful. We had to skip a year, but now we're going at it again. Well, it's a wonderful event, and I've had a couple of people on the show here just before you this week because we're celebrating this event this week here at Cars, yeah. Uh, Brian Redman, a racer that many people know. He's been on my show before, but it was great to have him back and talk about his involvement with it and Corky Coker, of course, of uh, Coker Tire fame. I bought many vintage tires from them in the day. And, of course, Kevin Caulfield yesterday of MPI, a consummate Ferrari expert. 
Let's talk about some of these wonderful events that they're they're having. They're going to have a rally. They're going to have something that's going to be near and dear to your heart and mine. They're going to have a Grand Prix at the Bend. Let's start with that one. What's your impressions of what this is going to be like? Well, it's an involvement of what he had in 2019, where he got the city to rope off the riverfront. And what we did was a time trial, where there was only one car on the track at a time. And so it was just a loop. You'd run up and make a loop and come back, kind of like Goodwood. That's where the idea came from. But as I described Byron, uh, jumping into the deep end, that was not good enough. So he goes and builds a racetrack. (laughs) Yeah, through the city. Right? Through the city. Yeah. Yep, exactly. Yeah, this is going to be super exciting. I mean, and my understanding is there are going to be all kinds of different vehicles, nine different classes, all going all the way back to uh, brass and tin race cars? Yeah, I believe so. I mean, I'm not as close to that part of it um, since I've been more involved with kind of recruiting these classic Ferraris for one area. Um, but I think I, I kind of equate the whole event If anybody's been to Monterey, uh, Monterey is a week where you get just a potpourri of things. You can go to the track, you can go to events, you can go to cocktail parties, auctions. But at Monterey, you got to jump in your car and drive all over the place. Byron has got all of that downtown. So you can walk to everything. It's it's going to be a wonderful, wonderful event. I love everything about it. In addition to the vintage racing, they are going to have a road rally. Is that right? Yes, correct. Yeah, and is that pretty much people with collectible cars going out and spending a day on the road, enjoying their vehicles? Yeah, yeah, it's interesting. I mean, these classic Ferraris that we've recruited, some of them worth a lot of money. Um, on the application form, we asked them, do you want to run in the rally? And sure enough, uh, a lot of them put, yes, I'll, I'll run it in the rally. In addition to, we're going to have paced laps on the racetrack with some of these cars. Oh, wow. Well, that sounds like a lot of fun. And of course, uh, we got to talk about the Concord. And one of the areas of Concord this year is, is a celebration of Ferrari's 75th anniversary, which is coming up next year. But Ferraris, uh, that's your forte, right? It, well, yeah, my forte or, or I mean, I, there's a, a committee of us that put this together. It was kind of my idea, but the but the people, uh, we've got a lot of depth on this committee in terms of recruiting these cars and knowing about these cars. I don't know if you know the names of the people. I think you've interviewed one, Kevin Caulfield, mm-hmm. yeah. who has for years brought cars to Pebble Beach. We've got Steve Algram, who uh, writes articles for Sports Car Market about Ferrari. Uh, we've got Ken Gross, who's a, a name that's been around oh, yeah. forever. Mm-hmm. And also Tom Shelton, who um, originally owned Shelton Ferrari of Fort Lauderdale. So we got some depth in terms of putting together this event. Oh, yeah. Kevin was a great guest here. And, man, if there's ever a guy that knows a lot about Ferraris, it's Kevin. I mean, it seems like he's been doing this forever. Can you give our listeners a little idea, without going into all the cars that will be on the lawn that are Ferrari marked cars, what they might see? Sure. I don't don't have the list in front of me, but we have um, a 500 TRC, which is a 1955 owned by JW Marriott. Uh, we've got a 250 Monza that's owned by Dana Meekum. Um, we've got a Nart Spider 275, which is a one of 10 car. Uh, we got a 250 GT California, beautiful car. Um, one that's kind of my favorite from way back when, which is a 250 short wheelbase, 
that. In fact, Ken Gross even wrote a book about 250 short wheelbases. That's right. Uh, so okay. that's, you know, and plus the probably the marquee car is is the 166 Spider Corsa out of the Revs Institute, uh, mm-hmm. which is the original Ferrari car that was imported to the U.S. in 1948 and ran at Watkins Glen. Yeah, Miles Collier, uh, one of one of his exactly. many wonderful cars uh, as part of the Revs Institute. It's wonderful. They're going to have a legendary charity cruise-in car show, and I know charity is an important part of this event, right? It is, for sure, yes, uh, for n- neurological research. Yeah, absolutely. Brain injuries, traumatic brain injuries, uh, everything that are around that. And also going to be some incredible celebrities at this event. Uh, I understand people, including Linda Vaughn, uh, who's been a guest here on the show, David Hobbs. He's been another guest, uh, Ray Everham. Lindsay James, of course, been here on Cars Yeah several times. Alonda Cadenet, and of course, chasing classic cars, Wayne Carini as well. Exactly. Yes. Yeah. Everybody's um, going to be there. <laughs> yes, they 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 were there in 2019, and everybody had such a great time. Apparently, they want to come back. Well, no kidding. Why not? Uh, it's an absolutely incredible event. I mean, it's just all-inclusive, all close by, so many cool things. I'd like to ask my guests about a driving inspiration. Who's an influential person in your life that was maybe a key mentor for you, Dick? Um, good question. Um, somebody I developed a close friendship with, um, a guy named Peter Argetsinger. Peter's father was Cameron Argetsinger, who was the original uh, designer and put together Watkins Glen. And Peter was his son. Peter called himself the Black Sheep because he went off to Europe for 20 years to race. But Peter came back to this country probably 20 years ago or so. He was a uh, Skip Barber instructor, just a great guy. And he was, uh, I mean, once I figured out this 355 was in such great shape and I went and bought a challenge car and started putting that on the track, Peter was um, my original instructor and just a great guy. I mean, uh, not only a great instructor, but just a wonderful human being. Unfortunately, he passed away about a year and a half ago, just short of 70 years old. Oh, wow. So, Wow, I'm sorry. He was a big. He's a big influence on me, and uh, he made he made driving on the track really fun and challenging. Wow, nice to have him in your life. I'm sorry that we lost him uh, a relatively young age, uh, for sure. Exactly. As I get older, 70 doesn't look so old anymore. So uh, <laughs> it's not that far away. It's scary to say, but uh, uh, the great thing. Well, very lucky to have him in your life. Let's take a short break and thank our sponsors when we come back. I've got a few more questions for you. So sit tight. Keep the seatbelt strapped tight. We'll be right back. Linkage. It's a new quarterly publication and website that covers the automotive market, driving, restoring, collecting, and discovering your passion for motor vehicles. Linkage is about experiences, opinions, and values. Linkage is an actual, informed, reasoned opinion based on firsthand experiences. A talented Linkage team covers the automotive world, the people who share your passion and mine, smart, considered, rational, and experienced opinions, ones you can learn from and grow. That includes our passion that drives auctions and the collector car market. So come with me and join us on this journey. And be sure to use the code CARSYEAH when you subscribe, and they'll give you $10 off. Boom! Linkage, geared for the automotive life. Subscribe today at LinkageMag.com. 
Today's vehicles are essentially computers on wheels, and it takes more than a wrench and oil to keep them humming. That's why Cars Yeah! supports TechForce Foundation, a nonprofit dedicated to driving tomorrow's workforce of skilled technicians forward. Techs keep our cars, trucks, airplanes, and fleets rolling. Yet there's a massive tech shortage because many young people don't know it's no longer a blue-collar job. Today, it's a new-collar career. It involves computers, technology, it's in high demand, you get paid really well, and you can live and work anywhere in the country. I know you're passionate about cars, trucks, and motorcycles, and you can help pass that passion on to the next generation of techs so our rides keep rolling down the road. Visit techforce.org today and learn how. So, Dick, let's talk about a big obstacle, big challenge, maybe even a big failure in your life. And the reason I like to ask this question is not so much about drumming up the past that might have been uncomfortable. It's more about how that experience taught you a really valuable lesson. So uh, take us on a little bumpy ride, if you would. Sure. Uh, probably the one that sticks in mind. I mean, um, after getting out of the service, I went back and got a master's degree in business uh, in Chicago, joined a small startup company, and um, I guess I'm an entrepreneur because I lasted there working for somebody for about nine months. <laughs> quit, quit with three other people and start our own company. Um that uh, was in competition to the one that I had been working for for nine months. So um, they sued us, got an injunction, put us out of business for a few weeks. Uh, anyway, that whole experience was trying to do a startup in Detroit in the early 70s, which you remember was the uh, oil crisis at the time, and Detroit wasn't in great shape. So essentially it was uh, doing a startup company and working uh, – for nothing for a couple of years, and um, at the time, my <laughs> we uh, my wife was pregnant with our first child. So, oh my gosh! That, needless to say, that was a bit of a challenge. Oh well, yeah, a little bit. What kind of company was that? It was at the time, early seventies. Um, if you remember the computer industry, everything was big mainframe computers, punch cards, and printout. Everything. This was something called time sharing, which was the first technology where you could actually sit down in front of a screen or a terminal and talk to a computer and do something remotely. And that's what we were selling was this uh, remote access to these time-sharing computers. Could you have ever guessed back then where we'd be today? Never. (laughs) (laughs) Isn't it incredible? I remember that in college doing those darn punch card things going, get all the way through them and something was off. It's like, ah, and I used to think, why would I ever need to know how to do this? And now, boy, that seems to be the number one education that many uh, young people get that go out. In fact, just reading an article the other day about best paying jobs. And right now, uh, young graduates are being paid more than ever which kind of makes sense. That's kind of the same all the time. But now it's really increased and it's all in computer sciences. Now, of course. So there you go. It's part of our lives that we're all a part of every day. Uh, is there a special vehicle in your life? You've had some cool cars. You talked about that Ferrari. Is there one special vehicle you'd like to share with us and maybe a, a story about that, right? Um, well, there have been, been a few. Probably the one most memorable. I mean, I had access to my mother's Austin Healey 106. 
And then when we went away to college, I, I got a Porsche Super 90, which was a great car. Yeah. Um, and that's probably most memorable and um, unfortunately started to get rusty, so I got rid of it in the late 60s. More recently, bought another 356. To oh, try really? And replace, what, replace that. What experience. model did you buy? It's a convertible D. Oh, I love it. Yeah. Yeah. So what, 59, 60, somewhere in there? 59. Yeah, yeah, they were all 59. I think about 1,300 of them made. Yeah, pretty rare car. Uh, they're wonderful. I've always wanted a 356, but they have become pricey. Holy cow. Oh, yeah. They're catching up with speedsters now. And, oh, um, yeah. they, in fact, that we're in, we're in the mountains of North Carolina in the western part of the state, and that's where we keep that car. And it's a, it's a great place in the country to drive those things. So oh, yeah. That's where it lives. Ah, nice. I love it. You'll have to send me a picture of that thing. Let's uh, crawl into your head a little bit here, Dick. I'm going to be your psychologist, Uh your automotive psychologist, okay? (laughs) Don't worry. It won't hurt too bad. If you were manifest as a vehicle, this isn't what you want to be. This is your personality in a vehicle. What would you be, but more importantly, why? Oh, boy. Um, I probably would be a Porsche, which is just, um, you know, an evolutionary automobile that is technologically refined. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> Maybe not as passionate like a Ferrari, but um, reli- very reliable. Well, I think so. I mean, coming from your background, somebody who was in the military, a pilot, uh, you guys are kind of disciplined for just a little bit, right? Uh, all, right. All the pilots I've known uh, certainly are. You've got to be to be able to do what you're doing, especially uh, flying uh, fighter jets off aircraft carriers. I mean, oh my gosh, I can only imagine. Well, I guess we're about to relive Top Gun again with Tom Cruise, uh, right. that very successful franchise, which I've heard from a lot of my friends who are pilots kind of chuckle at the whole thing, but it's Hollywood. So, you know, that's, uh, <laughs> <laughs> they have to do some of that. But uh, I guess that's coming back. And in fact, I heard the other day that he really wanted Val Kilmer to be in the new movie. And I just watched a kind of a sad documentary about Val and he's got had throat cancer. He can't speak very well anymore and, and how hard his life has become. But uh be interesting to see him back in that film again uh, compared to uh, his days of playing volleyball on the beach uh, back in his heyday. So be quite interesting. Yeah, my, my history with, I was not in Top Gun, mm-hmm. but I was in the Navy at the time. I mean, some, some of my contemporaries were um, really started Top Gun. In fact, a good friend of mine was the first commanding officer of Top Gun at Miramar, and another good friend was the technical director um, at the original movie. So I found some of the experiences we had during those times made their way into the movie. In fact, this friend who was the technical director, if you remember that movie, there was the um, the character called Viper. Yes. Well, this friend Pete, that was his call sign. Was oh, Viper. no, so no that's, kidding. That's how they made it. That's how it made it into the movie. Oh, what fun. Very cool. <clears throat> I grew up in Southern California and we used to surf off of the, the cliffs there at Black's Beach. And I remember many mornings sitting out there, dawn patrol, the sun coming up and these F-14s would fly out and you wouldn't even hear them coming. They'd just go right over your head and the sound would follow them. And it was because these 300 foot cliffs were right there. And then as soon as they got over the water, they'd light up and turn blue. The engines would turn blue and they just disappear into the, you know, they go out and do maneuvers out over the ocean. I thought, man, that is so cool. I remember that. Yeah, well, there were two kind of departures out of Miramar at the time. One, there was actually an an air corridor that went north and south along 
the coast, and you either had to be under that, that's probably what you're referring to, or you had to be over that. And the over one was the one that was fun because you would take it off and keep it in full afterburner and climb straight up to 10,000 feet and then go out over the coast at 10,000 feet. And that was always fun to do. Well, that was probably because of the uh, airport there in uh, San Diego. Those flights would take off out over the ocean and then turn right and head north. So I figured that's probably why you got to go under those guys or over those guys, right? Yep. Either under or over. Exactly. Yeah. Ah, great times. Great times. I'd love for you to share a great book that really has had some meaning to you, Dick. I've had so many great books recommended by my uh, inspiring automotive enthusiasts. Is there one you'd like to recommend? Well, uh, probably not one that's automotive, but it just comes out of Vietnam experience. And that there's a recent book um, called Matterhorn, mm. and it was written by a Marine who was in Vietnam. And it's it's very much, I mean, it's fiction, but it's very much very realistic. And um, it's, it just kind of explores, I guess, humanity under the stresses of war. And I would uh, characterize it's it's very much like a book people are probably more familiar with called Catch-22 out of World War II. Oh, yeah. It's just all the craziness that can go on when, when, when you're in a war and stresses are high and uh, death is close at hand. No kidding. That book is wonderful by Carl Mariantis, I believe is how you pronounce his last name. It's a great, uh, great addition to the many books uh, recommended here on Cars. Yeah, so get your hands on that one. All right, Dick, I'm going to take you on an ultimate drive. I have a magic wand, and that allows me to allow you to pick any vehicle in the world, any person to go with, and any place that you are driving what does that ultimate drive look like for a guy who's had many ultimate drives and, and flights? Uh, good question. I'd probably pick a 300 SL. Nice. And I'd have uh, Lewis Hamilton driving. Oh, my gosh. <laughs> <laughs> Hold on. And, um, I mean, anywhere. I guess it could be coast of California. It could be in south of France, anywhere. That sounds like fun. A 300 SL Mercedes, are you talking about a Gullwing or a Coupe? Either one, but uh, that idea comes from my college roommate in, um, in in college. His father had a roadster, and one of the times dropping by his house in Illinois on the way going home, um, his father threw him the keys and said, here, take your friend for a drive. So that was very memorable, uh, listening to that overhead cam uh, whine up as we, and, and his, the instructions from his father is, if you wreck it, don't come back. Right. Yeah, no kidding. <laughs> so that's where the 300 SL comes from. You know, it's a wonderful car. I've had many, many guests on the show who have great collector cars and many who have done a lot of great road touring drives. And that is the car that almost everybody picks if you're going to go on something like the california melee or the copper state or colorado colorado grand or any of these things is that car and i had the pleasure of driving a roadster and it it's it's an interesting car for me because it's not doesn't drive like an old car from the the 50s or early 60s it feels much newer super solid of course it's mercedes german right uh but that is the most selected car because it just kind of does everything as far as a old vintage car Interesting. Well, I fit into the crowd then. You do. Yeah. Yeah. That's uh, pretty darn cool. Yeah. I wish somebody would toss me the keys more often in one of those. That would be 
be fun. Very cool. I'm still waiting. Yeah, me too. Me too. Well, you've taken us on a fun ride today, and I really appreciate you sharing uh, this upcoming wonderful event. Again, second time, the Chattanooga Motor Car Festival uh, with all of the wonderful events, including a Grand Prix and a rally and a concours and dinners, all sorts of fun things. I'd encourage all you listeners, if you can make it there, ChattanoogaMotorCar.com takes place October 15th, 16th, and 17th. It's going to be a wonderful event. Before I let you go, Dick, could you share us share with us maybe uh, some parting words of wisdom or advice? Well, I think, yeah, if you can make Chattanooga, you will... Um, you will enjoy the experience. And I, I emphasize the word experience because it's not just a car show. It's, it's a great experience. It's much, much more. Uh, yeah, that's for sure. There's also going to be an auction that I didn't mention, but a Mecham auction, right? That's correct. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Uh, again, the crew's in. They're going to have a, a party in the West Village with a band called The Zippers, which sounds pretty pretty fun. All sorts of cool things. So you guys listening, you got to check this out. Uh, time to get out and enjoy some cars and more importantly, the people in the automotive industry. And I want to do a shout out to our mutual friend, Judy Stropas. She's brought so many great guests to the show. Thank you, Judy. You are absolutely spectacular. Dick, thanks for spending some time with us today. Until you and I talk again, I'll see you at the Chattanooga Motor Car Festival. Appreciate it. Thank you, Mark. You're welcome. Thank you so much for joining us on today's ride here at Cars Yeah. Drive on over to CarsYeah.com to find show notes and inspiring automotive fun. Download your free copy of Filler Up, a fun book filled with gorgeous photographs of fuel filler fun, including quotes from more inspiring automotive enthusiasts. Download your copy today, and we'll see you next time on Cars Yeah.